Hi, you're listening to the Feminine Business School podcast, and I'm your host, Ainsley Young. My work is all about creating a wildly pleasurable and successful business without burning out your body and selling out your soul. I'm also really passionate about ditching the cookie cutter marketing strategies and finding what feels good to you when it comes to marketing. Join me as we talk all things online business, feminist marketing strategies, feminine embodiment, conscious leadership, and pleasurable productivity. Hit subscribe now and let's get started. And to learn the secret to fitting more pleasure into each day while ticking off your to-dos, download my free pleasure and productivity weekly planner. Head to startingwitha.com slash opt-in. Welcome to episode 13 of the Feminine Business School podcast. If you're a new listener, a warm welcome to you. And if you regularly listen in, it's nice to be back in your lovely little ears. So this is my final podcast episode for the year. And I thought I'd take this opportunity to share some of my key lessons and takeaways from 2020, mainly from business, but also from life too, because let's face it, they really are intertwined. I absolutely love reflecting on my year. I think I've been doing it probably for the last 10 or so years, and it really is an opportunity to shine a light on your growth. So hopefully my reflection will be helpful and maybe the lessons I share spark something within you. Okay, let's jump into the five major lessons that 2020 has gifted me. So the first lesson is that perseverance and persistence pays off. I'll say that again. Perseverance and persistence pays off. These are actually my life lessons. So it's no surprise that I was required to really dig in deep and take this on board during 2020. Now, I'm not one to give up. However, I am really impatient and I always have been. And when I don't see the results that I desire quickly, I can be prone to making a change or trying something different rather than persisting. But this year, I have continually shown up in my business, despite everything happening in the world and within my own personal world. And this has paid off in terms of my revenue, my audience growth, and my deeper devotion to my vision for both my life and my business. So really perseverance and persisting, you will reap the rewards. Similar to this is the lesson of creating something of quality once, persisting, and continually refining it. So this really speaks to my whole premise in business of working smarter rather than harder. We often have a tendency in business to have shiny object syndrome, and we get bedazzled by new things, and I know I certainly do. And we might be bedazzled by a new course promising you know, that silver bullet to success or a new qualification to add to our tool belt because we don't feel worthy with the heap of qualifications that we already have. Or we think we might need to launch an online course because everyone else is doing it and it's like the quickest way to scale your business. But I have relearned that when we don't try and recreate the wheel, when we devote to one thing and have a desire to acquire a certain level of mastery, the results start to come into your 3D reality and they start to come in much quicker. So a good example of this is the marketing masterclass that I ran multiple times live this year. 
And it's also available on replay. So, you know, if you're interested, you can watch the replay over at startingwitha.com slash marketing. And I'll also just drop the link in the show notes for you too. But creating this masterclass and continually refining it, it really helped me solidify my message around marketing and deepen one aspect of my body of work. And of course, I have so many ideas for challenges and launches and opt-ins. And, you know, I love creation. I love that new creative process that we all, you know, are sparked by. But staying focused on working smarter rather than harder has allowed me to create a really valuable asset that I can leverage. And you don't always need to be in a constant creation mode and start from scratch. And this was really important for me because I only work three days a week and my time is limited. So, Creating something new all the time does take up a lot of time and energy and space and often money, but really being in devotion to that one thing and continually refining it and using it allows me and my clients when they do something similar to work smarter rather than harder. Now, the next major lesson or learning, I guess, from this year was the need to prioritize myself over and over again and over everyone and everything else even when it wasn't convenient. Now, I'll admit that I am an absolute people pleaser and I can so easily, like so many, put my needs at the bottom of the priority list and you might be nodding along. However, this lesson of prioritization of myself and of my pleasure really deepened earlier this year, so around March, just before we went into lockdown here in Singapore. And it was because I was feeling so fatigued and so unwell, and I knew it just wasn't adrenal fatigue, things that I'd suffered from in the past. I knew there was something else. So I really made it my mission to uncover what was going on with my body. And I had multiple doctor's appointments, you know, with my GP, multiple naturopath appointments. I had countless tests, you know, even to the point where my DNA was sent off to the States and it cost so much money. And I eventually found out after that persistence that I had um, some severe food intolerances. Now, this whole experience was not at all convenient. You know, going to the doctors when, you know, they're all geared up in their hazmat suits and everybody super paranoid about coronavirus. And Xanthi wasn't even at school. She was on a stay-at-home notice because we'd actually recently travelled. Uh, yeah, and James, I think he was back in the office then. So, yeah, very hard, not convenient to organise all of this. And I could have easily not bothered pursuing this, but I am so grateful I did because this is the best my energy has been in years, probably since I had Xanthi, so, you know, in four years. And I have countless other examples of where I have prioritised myself even, you know, over my family at times and over my business multiple times. And it really does pay dividends because without our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health, we won't have a thriving life or business. Our body is our greatest business asset and we need to really nurture it, especially if we're going after our big, bold, audacious vision. Our body is that asset, it is that vessel and we must prioritize its well-being. Now, continuing on with this theme of looking after yourself and boundaries is another lesson where I have deepened my understanding and experience, and that is around overgiving. I have really learned that overgiving in a business sense can be quite harmful to both yourself and to others, so including your clients and your audience. Now, I am a natural overgiver and oversharer, 
I desperately want to teach and serve and help as many people as I can. But I have witnessed a few times this year where I have really over-delivered in free challenges or classes, and I have majorly overwhelmed the audience. Or I have satiated their hunger for whatever it was that I was teaching, and then they didn't feel the need to work with me because I'd, you know, filled them all up. Does that make sense? And then obviously this overgiving is harmful to me because I didn't sign the clients I was hoping to at that point in time. And then resentfulness starts to creep in and you can just feel drained and depleted. And this is not a good place to be in. So much of this desire to overgive comes from a lack of self-worth. And this is a continual practice for me. I've shared before in the podcast, but I'd say I have definitely turned the corner probably as of September And there is a real devotion required to feel whole and content with who you are innately and the ability to back yourself and believe in your work without giving it all away for free. And I see this with my clients as well. So let that be a reminder to you. You can offer your audience mini breakthroughs that are deeply transformative and transformational without giving it all away. And there's a real skill behind this, and I feel like I've mastered it. So that is a real, a real win for me. Now, the final lesson I have learned in 2020 that I really want to share with you is to stop being so attached to the how. We want to stop being attached to the how. So in the past, I was so concerned as to how I was going to make things happen. How was I going to put together this launch? How would people find me? How was I going to earn the income I wanted to make? I was also really concerned with how my goals were even going to show up. So there was definitely some wounded feminine energy going on. Uh, I was being overly controlling. No surprise there. I like to refer to this as my inner saboteur. And I see this with my clients all the time. And even on discovery calls, when I'm on um, calls with women who are interested in working with me, the saboteur is like on overdrive. And we have to instantly see the path all paved out neatly for us with signposts leading us to our destination. That's what we desire. But as you're probably well aware, life nor business works like that. We have to trust and we have to lean into the magic of life and the universe. And we have to be open to the universe surprising and delighting us. This is why I love my magnetism practice so much. Calling in my desires has become really magical and I feel like I'm collaborating with the universe and the magic of my body rather than always being pinned against both of them. It really is a powerful practice. So instead of letting your saboteur run the show in your business, see how you can step into your own magic and magnetism and take action from this place. Okay, so that was my somewhat random lessons of 2020. So just to recap, they were one, persisting and persevering does pay off. Number two was don't recreate the wheel. Devote to one thing and refine it so you're working smarter rather than harder. Number three was prioritize yourself over and over again and over again. Even when it's inconvenient or it feels uncomfortable, that is when you most need to prioritize yourself. Number four is overgiving is harmful to yourself and others, especially your clients and your audience. So really tune into your own self-worth here. 
And the final lesson, number five, was step into your magic magnetic self rather than letting your saboteur run your business. Well, that concludes season one of the Feminine Business School podcast. It has been an absolute delight sharing my teachings, experiences, and thoughts with you. I am so incredibly grateful for all of those regular listeners and the lovely feedback that I continue to receive. If you've enjoyed the content that I've shared with you in season one, I'd be so appreciative if you could share the podcast with other women in business who you feel may benefit from what we speak about here. And if you could leave a rating and review, I will really love you forever, I promise. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you'll be notified when season two kicks off early in the new year. So stay safe and stay healthy. And I wish you a very pleasurable Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And I hope you also get the chance to reflect on your own lessons from 2020. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you received some tips and takeaways or maybe a major aha. And if you did, please leave me a quick five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. I'd be so, so grateful. And if you'd like to connect, just come and say hi. DM me over on Instagram. You can find me at Ainsley Young. I'll speak with you soon.